Hello again, everyone. I'm Randy Weddle. I'm the pastor of Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana. And I'm also the pastor of Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And I want to welcome you to this episode of Creation Anew. I I want to just let you know that I really appreciate you joining me in these uh, adventures that we have and uh, looking into God's Word and and also being able to look at the world around us and and filter what we see and think and feel and experience through God's Word. And uh, my, I hope that this is a, a good uh, use of your time. I hope that you're encouraged. I hope that you're challenged. And uh, with that, let's go ahead and, and get started because I've got something here today that I think will uh, will be of use and of interest to many, many people. Over the years as a pastor, there's something that I have noticed that uh, a lot of church people will do. And that is they will come to me and they will say, I think God has spoken to me and said such and such. And that has made me very curious over the years because I, I'm, I'm always interested in knowing what God says. But what I've learned is that today God primarily speaks to us through his word, through the Bible. Now, that doesn't mean that all of the accounts in Scripture where it says that God spoke to this person or this person didn't happen. I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm not trying to say that dreams and visions that people had in uh, that are recorded in the Bible were not true. I'm not saying that they were not true at all. I'm saying that, well, let me take a step back. I'm not saying Um, as well, uh, along with all of that, I am also not trying to say that God doesn't verbally speak to us today, or that he uh, can't speak to us, or that he, he can't communicate in dreams and visions. This is what I'm saying. Primarily, God will speak to you through his word. That is the key to knowing what God wants you to do. That's the key to knowing God is God's word, scripture. So when people will come uh, and talk with me and they will say, I really want to hear from God on this. I just don't know what to do. Or I, I, I'm waiting for a word from the Lord. I, I hear that sometimes as well. Along with many times people saying, God spoke to me they will go ahead and finish the sentence and they will say that God said this and what I find curious is there are times when people will say that God has spoken to them and he's telling them to do something that is in direct violation of Scripture and so that makes me uh, makes me listen very intently and it makes uh, it, it it just sends up red flags and the reason why that is is because if god is speaking to you he is never ever going to direct you differently than what his word says that's not going to happen god will never say one thing and then turn around and say the totally opposite thing 
Now, I know that some of you out there may be saying, well, it seems like the Bible has a lot of inconsistencies to it. That's for another day. We can talk about that, but that's for another day. If God, if you think God is speaking to you, and you can see clearly that what what is the message that you're getting would mean that you violate God's word, then you're not listening. You're not listening to God. Okay? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And the scripture text that I have comes uh, from Acts. Acts chapter 19. And let's go over and uh, we're, we're going to take it at a look at verse 21. And in verse 21, it's just a few words that that uh, I want to I want to focus in on. Okay, now what I'm I'm not trying to you know to pull something out of context. What Paul is doing here is talking about the Apostle Paul, and uh, Paul is wanting to go and revisit some churches. So that's the situation. He also needs to go or wants to go to Jerusalem. So. That's the context here. And, and Acts 19.21 says this. Now, after these things were finished, Paul purposed in the spirit to go to Jerusalem after he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, saying, after I've been there, I must also see Rome. Okay, so the words that I'm focusing in on are, are, is the phrase Paul purposed in the spirit and uh, we can take a look at that in three different ways we can ask the question does does that phrase mean that Paul decided in the Holy Spirit is that what it means by by purposing in the spirit or does it mean that he decided or made a decision in his own spirit, meaning his own um, desire or intellect. Uh, the third thing is it could be that his, that the Apostle Paul's spirit and the Holy Spirit were were on the same track, and he decided in both the Holy Spirit and his own spirit. So those are the three options that we have. Now I'm just going to give you um, where I'm seeing the uh, where I'm seeing um, an opinion here. Actually, let me say that again because this, I said that so terribly. <laughs> I don't usually edit these uh, podcasts a whole lot, and and you're probably listening and going, "Yes, I can tell." <laughs> but this is where I would come down on what Paul is doing here. Paul it says that Paul is purposing in the spirit to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to say that Paul is deciding by his own spirit. In other words, this is Paul's decision. Now, if Paul had any inkling or any idea that the Holy Spirit didn't want him to go to Jerusalem, I'm sure that the Apostle Paul would have said, whoop, wait a minute, I, I need to really take a look at what I'm deciding here. But I think that Paul is using his own intellect, reason, and judgment and desire 
to go to Jerusalem. And the reason why I say that is because many times God will allow us to use our own desires to make decisions. He will he will say, "Hey, look, if this is what you want to do, then go do it." Now, you know, you may have somebody out there and you may be one of them that you're driving down the road and you're saying, "Well, gosh, uh what does God want me to do? Does he want me to pull into Wendy's or McDonald's?" And this isn't an an endorsement of either one. These are just examples. Uh, does he want me to have uh, um, Wendy's or McDonald's? Well, how I would answer that is, God, I don't think really cares. That's not something that whether you choose either one, you're going to violate Scripture. And uh, he allows you to use your own decisions. So there, I've just mentioned two things here and how we make decisions. Number one. We need to make decisions based upon God's word. But secondly, there are plenty of times in life when God says there are many options out there. Which one do you want to do? I mean, you can do whatever you want. And I think people get tripped up on this I have. You get tripped up and and maybe it's just a hyper spirituality i don't know what it is it could be that you know we're just crazy but we think that god is going to absolutely hold our hand on every single decision that we make and i'm here to tell you there are plenty of decisions in life that we make that we don't find in scripture but there are still principles by which we can make decisions. So if you're totally confused by now, hang with me <laughs> because it hopefully this is going to get more clear. So we need to listen to God's word. God's word is the primary way for us to know what God wants us to do. And there are tons of decisions that we have to make that that we need to pray and we need to look at God's word and say what do you want me to do and i'll admit there are plenty of times when we look into scripture and there there're just times whenever we say you know what i'm still confused well that happens but we can sort many things out if we just simply look at scripture. So let's start off with that. Okay? Because I've just told you two ways to make a decision. Let's go through this a little bit. Let's talk about some absolutes because there are decisions and that's what I was trying to get at just a little earlier. There are decisions that are absolute. You need to make these decisions in the way that God's word tells you to do them. And there are decisions that are choices. So let's start with absolutes. I would call those essential decisions. These are decisions that you you need to land on the side of what God wants you to do. Okay? Now, where I'm going to go is I'm going to go to Matthew. And you can go with me if you want to. Matthew 
We're going to look at verse 22, or excuse me, chapter 22. I do that all the time at church, by the way. I'll start in uh, looking at a book, giving a reference, and I don't give the chapter, or maybe I'll miss the verse. And people have to stop me and say, what are you doing? Okay, let's look at um, Matthew chapter 22. And let me just pull this up here. Let's look at verses 36 through 40. Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Okay. Let me get over there. 36. There we go. Okay. Listen to what God's word says about some of the the most important decisions. These are essential decisions that you have to make. Matthew 22, 36 through 40 says this, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. So I want to direct your attention to the last verse. Verse 40 says, Jesus says, on these two commandments, loving God and loving your neighbor, depend the whole law and the prophets. So if you want to live a life outside of sin, if you really want to kill the fleshly nature, if you make every decision based upon a love for God and a love for your neighbor, you'll never go wrong. You will fulfill, I mean, I, none of us have fulfilled the law, but you will be obeying the law. And that's what Jesus means there when he says um, that on these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. So if you want to do what God tells you to do, first of all, you need to love God and love your neighbor. And because Jesus says the two greatest commandments are loving God first, loving your neighbor, those are essential points or markers in any decision that we make. Now, see, Jesus says the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. He says this is the greatest commandment. And if you uh, if you look further in scripture first john talks about obeying god's commandments and that it equates obeying god with loving god now none of us have completely and perfectly obeyed god that's why christ came to fulfill the law and and to die for our sins and be buried and, and risen again but after we come to know Christ, after we become a believer, we have the ability to love God and love our neighbor. So when we're talking about making decisions, the first process that you need to use to decide anything is what I'm deciding. Is it going to obey God's commandments? Is it loving God? And, and the Bible is very clear. If you want to love God, you'll keep his commandments. So if you're, if you're toying around with a decision 
and, and which way to go in life and you're starting to settle down on a decision that God says you shouldn't do that in his word let's use an obvious example um, you know you say you wake up one morning and you say you know I think I'm gonna take a human life for no reason at all I'm just gonna murder somebody in cold blood and God's Word says don't murder right but you decide that's what God has told you to do and believe me you may think that's crazy plenty of people have thought that they've heard God say that well murder is wrong you can't take a life that is a violation of the Ten Commandments so if you think that God is telling you to murder somebody you if you if you went out and did that you would not be deciding to love God and in the same way you wouldn't be deciding to love your neighbor either in that case now, I know that's a very simplistic decision or simplistic example but it, it helps us get a foothold on this the first thing that you do is take a look at the absolutes that God lays down and those absolutes are you must love God and you must love your neighbor and if you make a decision where you do not love God and you do not love your neighbor guess what you're making the wrong decision now, I have had people come to me and they'll say I think God is telling me to to do something and it is I mean it's obvious uh, you know you can look easily in Scripture and say that's that's wrong that that it says right here you can't do that you shouldn't do that and and people will look like you know look at you like you just um, unveiled a mystery to them and that's you know one of the problems that 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 stems from is just basically not knowing your Bible if you want to know what God is telling you to do you have to look in Scripture and the things that God will tell you to do is always 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 side on loving God meaning obey his commandments and loving your neighbor always so if you're going if you're deciding to do something that's going to harm a neighbor or or uh, hurt them or um, you know such as that that is not of God now, I'm primarily speaking to believers here but also non-believers there are a lot of people that have represented the church that have you know basically made weird decisions and you think well that's that's hurting people let me tell you when when people that claim to represent Christ do something to hurt people they are not making biblical decisions they're just I don't know how else to say it they're violating the absolute essentials of Scripture or if they do something that is in direct violation of God's Word then they're violating scripture and they can't say that that's a good decision that would be a decision that comes just from their sinful nature so let me ask this question how how do you go about making decisions 
do you first start looking into God's word and saying, well, you know, what does God's word say? And with that, you need to dig into God's word and, and you may need to dig a little bit and, and, and really study before you make a decision. I would encourage you to do that. And as you dig into God's word, you're going to find consistently that God wants us to obey him. And part of obeying him is being good to other people. Now, for those in the United States, and and I could even expand this out to other countries, um, there are plenty of people out there that say they're 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 doing God's work and they're hurting people. Let me assure you, that simply is not God. It's not God's work. God is never. He's never prescribing to hurt people. He's never wanting us to do things that would be unloving to other people. That doesn't mean we don't hurt people. It doesn't mean we, you know, that that wars don't happen and things like that. But God's will is that we love him and love other people. And there are a lot of things going on right now that some people in the church are really convinced that maybe they're justified. Lots of violence, lots of uh, um, damaging of property, hurting people's lives. And that that certainly is not, that's not a biblical uh, decision to make. That's not, that's not something that you should be doing. Okay, guys, there's more that I have to say on this. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to do a few, uh, a few episodes, probably at least two more episodes on this. So I hope that you join with me. But when you're making decisions, start asking yourself, what does God's word say? Train your ear to listen to what God's word says over what you think, what you desire. Make, make God's word the top priority. Okay. All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much for staying with me. Thank you for listening. And uh, I want to encourage you. You can always contact me. My email address is randy at creationanew.com. And uh, I want to invite you to a class that I'm doing uh, on Lex Rex. If you email me, Lex, um, if you email me and say, I want to join this class, uh, boy, I would love that. Lex Rex is a book that was written in the 1600s that tells us about how we should look biblically at government and authority. So I encourage you to do that. The cost is free. I'd love to have you join with me on that. We're going to do it by uh, Zoom meeting, and uh, I would welcome you to, to be there for that. Also, um, you can you can visit Community Church of Mooresville on Sundays, or you could also visit um, uh, Mount Pleasant Christian Church in Hall, Indiana. Come and worship with us. If you're in the central or west central areas of Indiana, come and join us. And I ask that you would support this program by telling others about it. All righty. Well, guys, thank you so much for the time. And uh, I'll plan to get back together with you soon. Bye bye. <music>